Deep in the bowels of Moore Hall Podcast Room, two mild-mannered CM Life newspaper editors harbor an unknown power. With this power comes great responsibility. Hearken now your ears to the raving geeks! Hello, Central Michigan University. This is Ben Solis. I am Michael Buble. Michael Buble. Ooh, doo, doo, doo. This is lounge singing. And here on the Raving Geeks, uh, we don't do lounge singing. We try to stay away from it. Did you ever see that SNL episode with uh, John Hamm and Michael Buble? Michael Buble was like the the singing guest, and I John Hamm not. was hosting. No, and it's Ham and Bubbly. Ham and, and Bubbly. <laughs> it's a restaurant where they they serve champagne and ham. Sounds and, uh, awful. It was pretty funny. Wow. Anyway, John Hamm. Gotta love them. We are the Raven Geeks. Here we are. We're going to talk about some news, as usual. I'm drinking a Monster Energy drink, as I'm amped. Malachi Barrett is drinking tea. A green tea. A green tea. Hmm. To calm the soul. Yeah. Well, this Ease p- the senses. His pinky is out, too. I'm a bit sick. Yeah. So, so we're going to power through this. Yeah, bear with me. We have a lot to talk about. We were surprised. We uh, were setting up all of our stuff before the show and didn't realize we had this much news. So... I don't know. I've got some things. You got some things. And then we got to talk about Daredevil. Yes, well, then we got to spend some special time to talk about the Daredevil. <laughs> Just gonna sit by the couch, sit by the fire, reminisce about the devil himself. Oh god, this is hot. It's too man. hot. This this tea is hot. It's too hot right now. The devil's too hot. The tea's too hot. <laughs> Ansel is so hot right. Marvel's now. hot. Yeah, they're so hot right now. That oh, that said, did you know that they're making a Zoolander two? Yeah, I did hear that. Uh, have they started filming that? When's that? They have out? not. They started doing the uh, promotions for it at, at Paris Fashion Week a couple weeks ago. <laughs> of uh, course. Yeah, both of them showed up in, in full in character Zoolander anyway. Hansel gear, and uh, they walked the uh, the carpet, the catwalk, whatever the my they do. my favorite part of that movie is when they have a dance battle on the runway and David. Bowie oh, yeah, of course, is of course. The, is the judge or whatever, and it's funny too because when like they introduce him, he's like like it was this like whiplash move, yeah, yeah. but it has let's dance in the background for like a snippet, like dun 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 dun, dun yeah. and then it just cuts away. That's Fantastic. one of my favorite movies. It's so quotable too. It is, and it's really a cheesy concept, and it's really just quite goofy. But I mean, they sell it so well. That was back when like Stiller and and Owen Wilson were like in their prime. Yeah, when those Owen Wilson, those was, Owen the the Wilson brothers were uh, helping Vince Vaughn and Stiller write a bunch of stuff. It was a great year for comedy because they would have a movie that would come out like every year or every other year, and then like Will Ferrell and that whole group would have a, a movie that would come out like every year or every other year. Yeah, we really lost the uh, the kind of like um, ensemble comedy these days. I mean, Judd Apatow's not really doing much these days. Yeah. Although, I mean, we got Bridesmaids and the new Ghostbusters, so maybe it's just like a, a renaissance of, like, female. They uh, they announced that, what's her name, Melissa McCarthy is going to be the lead Ghostbuster. Oh, yeah. She's the big one, right? Yeah, she's the big one. The big talent, I mean. Yeah, sure. She's, I mean, she, <sighs> do you think she has the, the caliber to... Well, I guess that's the thing. I don't know about her depth as an actor. She's always kind of played like the slapsticky, like female Chris Farley kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I liked her in. I saw Tammy, and I thought that was pretty entertaining for about seventy-five percent of it. You know, for, for like two minutes. And uh, what was the one heat? Uh, something the heat or whatever. With mm, her yeah, with Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. But she's like the same character in, in both of those anyway. Pretty so. much. Well, she's gonna take that Bill Murray role. That's kind of she's a lot more right? harsh than. Than Bill Murray, yeah, she's she's a lot more crass than Bill. Not, Murray. not as smooth. Yeah, Bill Murray's just kind of like smooth sarcasm. Like he's just too cool to be in the room. Yeah. Whereas Melissa McCarthy's like blowing the room apart. You if know? you get a chance, speaking of coolness of Bill Murray, there is a clip on YouTube of Bill Murray's first appearance on Letterman, which is the first show of I've Letterman. I've seen that. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's so funny. 
He just like berates Letterman the whole time. He calls him like a charlatan. And, like, it's all such crazy a stuff. surreal interview too, because he like he's like playing like a like a hyper version of himself almost, you know. And he like goes into like the whole thing is like he thinks Letterman's trying to like trick him into having like a normal interview. He's like, yeah. oh, you almost got me. I'm you, on to you, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, the awesomeness of Bill. He Murray. came back. Um, one of the anniversaries of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on the, he's on Letterman a lot. Oh, yeah. Not so much anymore, I don't think, but he used to be on Letterman a lot. Yeah. And they kind of reenacted that. It was really fun. Came out when, uh, wearing a cowboy suit one time. Yeah. Classic Murray. So uh, have you been keeping up with the uh, the Marvel news? Let's see, we got a lot of Marvel news. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and go first? Well, um, geeks, fans everywhere, uh, there's been some uh, disturbance in the force over the past 10 years. A dividing factor, I would say. Um, those who like Olivia Munn and those who do not. Um, I'm of the latter category. I think she's a charlatan. I think uh, she's a fake. And I've always felt that way and been uh, kind of chastised by my other fellow nerds about that. I mean, she is pretty hot. She is kind of cool. But uh, the whole G4 thing is a, a fad that is very happily gone now. I like G four. I like the tack of the show where she's kind of got her start. It was, but she it was really okay. she was kind of like a like a personality on that show more than like a legitimate like Adam Sessler. You look at Adam Sessler and that guy's like, wow, he's probably a game journalist because that guy looks like a, like a total nerd, you know. And he could intelligently talk about all this. He stuff. was, yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, she was more of a comic foil, true, and kind of. I mean, sadly, I hate to use his words, but she was kind of eye candy, and that's well. And she silly. she kind of made a big career off of uh, like cosplay modeling too. Uh, modeling Surely. is different. Super heroines. I don't know. Well, she gets to cosplay once again, and this time for a lot of money because Malachi, she is going to play Psylocke in the new X Men movie, X Men Apocalypse. Yeah. Weird. Kind of a weird casting. I mean, she kind of looks the part, I she guess. Looks exactly like her. Um, has she really acted anything, though, that I, no. I can't really think of? Anything. She's been on The Daily she Show. A, she had a bit. Yeah, she. Oh, man. A very short lived. Yeah, I guess for show. like the last year, I guess, right? I don't. I didn't even like really see her. I kind of stopped watching. I haven't really had time to catch up with Daily Show. But, yeah. Um, she had like a cameo in one of the Iron Man movies, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, she did. Well, wait, she was in she was in three, right? She was in Iron no, Man. No, she was in two. Was I she think. in two? Yeah, she did the beginning of two, at yeah. like the expo or something. Silly, silliness. So weird. I don't know. I mean, it could be one of those things where she's just like playing a small part. I don't know how much of a role they're gonna give her. No. It seems like they're casting like like a lot of mutants just to be in this in general. Yeah, she could just show up. Yeah, you know, be on the sidelines. I don't know. Doesn't like drive me crazy. It just seems kind of weird because she's not really much of an actress. No, and a lot of people are. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of interest in that character aside from her just being kind of you know. Yeah. In a skimpy outfit, but the, her she's removed. a pretty prominent X Men character. Yeah, of course. Her powers are great too. Did you she's, ever play uh, the the game X Men Mutant Apocalypse? Oh yeah, the side scrolling beat 'em oh, up one. Great. Yeah, it was great. She was the best character in the game. So yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh, well, speaking of X Men Apocalypse, uh, they uh, they released. A, I think a concept image of Archangel for from the X-Men. back, right? Yeah, from the back with his wings yeah. unfurled. Uh, have you seen that yet? I have seen that, but let's pull that up to our uh, our listeners here so we can describe that for. So Archangel is it. one of those. He's not an introductory uh, character. No. Um, and this is separate than Angel. Right. Well, he's the same guy. Same guy. Uh, so Angel's one of the original X Men, mm-hmm. and he's been there since the beginning. Uh, but Apocalypse, who's like this, you know, thousand-year-old mutant, supposedly the first mutant, who's like got all the powers you can think of because he was conceived in the '90s and then he did some like big bad character. I don't know. He's uh, Apocalypse is kind of dumb in my opinion, but anyway, 
he's got this thing where he has the force, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and he has like four mutants that like work for him. And one of them, he kind of like brainwash, torture, experimented with the help of Mister Sinister, who's another dumb '90s villain. Who's got? Oh like, come on, man! I really like Mister. He's Sinister. got like the worst cape in like comic history. I used to have the comic of where Mr. Sinister uh, broke up Gene and uh, Scott's wedding. Yeah. That was a cool... cool his, well, his whole thing for a while was just like screwing with Cyclops. Ugh, I'm gonna get you, like, Scott. I'm Ugh. gonna make a clone of you and then I'm gonna take your son from the future and turn him evil and against it. Like, Prick. a lot of really convoluted storylines. But anyway... How's that tea treating you? <laughs> Not good enough. Well, Malachi's apparently got a bunch of scotch. Gotta in put some team. more rum in this. Yeah, jeez. Archangel's kind of cool. Uh, he's he was in X Factor for a little bit. Uh, anyway, he's got like these big metal wings that can be shot out like darts, and they have like poison. And he's got like a healing factor too, and he can like fly and stuff. I don't know. They have a picture of the wings unfurled, right? Yep, right. Here it and is. They're pretty brutal. It's pretty metal. Yeah, that looks nuts, man. Yeah, this looks like the cover of like. I don't know. What's a terrible uh, metal name? You could probably. Well, it kind of looks like the uh, the Judas Priest uh, album cover, uh, "Screaming for Vengeance." There you go. With the big metal eagle sliding down. See, this is is why you're here. Speaking of metal, carrying that on, I'm wearing an Iron Maiden shirt that is uh, very old. I'm able to fit in again. All right. But there's a reason why I'm wearing this today, and actually, I did not know this until later. But uh, the first Iron Maiden album came out today. Oh, what a coincidence. So many years ago. You were compelled to. I was, yeah, I was like the force telling me, uh, hey man, wear the shirt. So, I mean, that's that's Fox side, but we've got some Avengers stuff. I mean, Avengers is rolling, man. It is going to be soon, big time soon. One month. So well, soon that they're... About a third of a month. About a third of a month. They're actually releasing clips from the movie now. Malachi, you said you refuse to watch these, I don't right? want to, yeah. I've seen a few of them. And they're pretty cool. It's interesting seeing the dynamics between them, how they're really going with this now. Yeah. Um, I saw some more James Spader clips. He seems kind of like a whiny villain, man. Well, his whole thing, he's got like a daddy complex with Ant-Man, Tony Stark, I guess, in this movie. But yeah. Like, he's got like a chip on his shoulder. He's, he's got a big-time chip, man. He seems uh, he seems pretty uh, five-year-old tantrum you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Pops didn't want me anymore. That's kind of the whole point. Pops yeah. didn't give me the right interface, so I'm going <laughs> to kill all the humans. <laughs> That's basically it. They all kind of his, die. It's kind of his character motivation. Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of weird. But uh, there are a couple of scenes where they're talking about the building, you know, the creation of Ultron. And, uh, man, Tony just seems like he's losing it in this. You're going to be really surprised. When you actually see the, the scene that I'm talking about, you'll be like, oh, man, this is just crazy. Road to Civil War, man. Uh, he's losing it now. Well, he's just he's, he seems so disillusioned by everything. Oh, yeah. You know, so jaded that, like, everything that they've attempted to do is just tearing him apart. It's kind of sad. So apparently uh, Hawkeye's going to get a much bigger role in this movie. I'm looking at some of the, uh, the early reviews on this. Cool. Um, no spoilers though. No, it's pretty spoiler free. I'm staying away from that stuff, man. I really, yeah. I really don't want to know. Um, and Spoiler alert! Then, oh, and then we—I uh, don't think we talked about this, but it's been kind of rumored for a while there's going to be a major death in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, major character is going to die, and it's going to be unlike kind of the fake outs that they've been doing, where it's like mm, Loki's actually, dead. Yeah, not really. Coulson's dead. Nah, not really. Here's Bucky's the dead. Nah, not really. Here's the sound of me leaning back. Pepper's dead. Nah, Pepper's not dead. Really. Oh, oh no! I, I know who the character who dies. Really? Why would you know that before going into the movie, dude? I don't, because I don't really care. Oh, my God. It's like... Sacrilege. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, bulk. 
baloney. That's not that big of a deal. Yeah, right. Okay, well, what you not a big of a deal. Says the, the guy sitting here doing a geek podcast with me. How dare you? It is a big deal. How dare you, sir? <laughs> you have been, you've been deranked. Yeah. Um. I, okay. Stallion. So I, I can't really say anything because if I say anything, then you're gonna know. I will kill you, you on air. Rip my head off. I will kill you on air. You guys want to see this bloodlust? We should. We should Skype this. I'm serious, man. Next episode, if I if I break this, I'm gonna have you guys watch it as Malachi just like decapitates me. Support our Patreon. For every dollar is a punch <laughs> that I will land on. Then. <laughs> If you guys stick around for Thursday, Thursday's Throat Punch Thursday. Yeah, there you go. Double. Speaking of which, there's a, there's a Pi a CM Lifer uh, event happening here pretty a soon. Pious? Oh, Pi A. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, none of the CM Lifers are that pious. No, not quite. I'm I'm participating in that, actually. Are you really? Yeah, if you want to come throw a pie in my face uh, from noon 30 to 1, I think, I'm going to be there. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And this is on Thursday, right? This is on Wednesday. Wednesday. So if you're listening to this today, when it comes out on Wednesday, come throw a pie at me. Fantastic. Which will be great because, you know, I'll just take a bunch of pies home. Yeah, sure. Off your face. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> just a big, like, cartoonish tongue. Jo- jokes on you, suckers. <laughs> free pie. Just delivered in my face a even faster. And if you think I'm a jerk, you can throat punch me on Throat Punch Thursday. Just do it whenever you We'll line up. Just find me at the, the office. I'll be here. 436. Yeah. I'm a dead man. Moving on, you got some early reviews, but uh, I see this big Hulk picture on your screen here. What's uh, what's all this? Oh, that's just uh, well, okay. So we've been kind of wondering for a while why they haven't done like a solo Hulk film, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm not like really crazy about it. I'm not like itching for another one. Not really, because it's kind of a tricky thing to do. They're about fifty for fifty fifty on Hulk movies right now. The yeah. first one was terrible. The second one I actually enjoyed quite a bit, but it's like not really like considered a classic or anything still you know it's kind of forgotten i feel like in the phase one yeah um but anyway uh it has been told why this hasn't happened it's not because we don't have faith in mark ruffalo it's not because of it really is that <laughs> it's, it's, ruffalo sucks <laughs> none of that it's uh because universal uh has a cut in the franchise in the hulk franchise that first really movie they had a little piece of hmm. and they don't have the rights to hulk so that you know they universal doesn't have their own like hulk universe but if marvel was to make another solo Hulk movie, mm-hmm. Universal still would have to be someone involved. They'd get a cut of the pie. So, obviously, Disney can't have that. So, no Hulk movie. Wow. What about this Planet Hulk thing that they're trying to, to get off the ground? Is that a real thing, though, or is that just something that... You think that's just a placeholder that they're not really telling you about? I think if they were doing Planet Hulk, they would have been... I think it would have been a Phase 3 I thing. Thought it was, I thought it was part of that Phase 3 uh, lineup. Wasn't that one of the, no, the no. slides there? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Well, to do Planet Hulk, you got to set up the whole Illuminati anyway. And really, there's only Tony Stark. You, Fantastic Four aren't going to be a part of it, so Reed Richards won't. They got Strange coming. Namor is not owned by them, so. Mm-hmm. No. Well, let's see. Let's run it down. You'll have Tony Stark. You'll have uh, Black Panther. Yeah. You'll have Doctor Strange. Is Black Panther part of it, or mm-hmm. are you thinking of Black Bolt? No, no. Black Panther was definitely part of it. Was he? Yeah. Black, Bo- Black Bolt was the Inhuman. Black Bolt is a part of it, too. Yeah. Black Panther was the one who kicked them out of Wakanda when they proposed it. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, so he wasn't part of the, the actual decision to do it. Yeah, but he was in the beginning stages. So they could pull it off. They could, they could, you know, they could find a way. Yeah, I just don't... It's kind of a weird thing to pull off. Like, I think Planet Hulk would be yeah. even weirder than Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. A little bit. Because you can do cool, like, bounty hunter stuff with Guardians of the Galaxy, but Planet Hulk is like... The Hulk is Hulk the whole time on a planet where he's, like, fighting as a gladiator and then has to, like come back and just blows up new... I don't know. I don't think it really would work at this point. Plus, you, did you see the animated uh, movie of it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they've already released that. 
why would there be an impetus to, to remake any of that? Yeah, I mean, it's not really... It's it's kind of one of the more acclaimed Hulk stories, but I, I never really thought it was really that interesting. Yeah. Sorry, big guy. Yeah. Universal shut you out. In some sadder news. Sadder news? Yes. Thinking of things that won't happen, uh, we have two losses. Oh, no. The first, Constantine... Was canceled. Oh no! Why? Yep. Oh, the man. Hellblazer show was canceled. That's so stupid. It was really good. Yep. Well, there were some rumors that it was going to go to Sci-Fi for a little bit, uh, and then it just it turns up. No. Who owns that? Who's? It was NBC. NBC. Yeah. NBC's owned by Disney, aren't they? Uh, no. ABC, ABC is. ABC gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. ABC is. Uh, tough break, man. Yeah. So they didn't get picked up for a second season, and I didn't watch the first season. I, I never did. caught it. How was it? It was good. Yeah? It was good. It was better than, you know, any of the, I mean, that Counter Reese movie was awful. Yeah. You know? And this was pretty faithful to the source material, Very right? faithful. It was cool. I mean, that guy is 100% too, John Constantine. You look at him, it's just, it seeds it. Yeah. That's a bummer. That's a damn shame. All right. Sad news number two. What sad news number two. The Wonder Woman movie loses its, uh, who is she? <laughs> Who is this woman? Uh, director, female director, Michelle McClure. Oh, you know what? I heard about this. I yeah. did hear about this. And that's actually not quite sad because I got a little uh, conspiracy theory going oh, on Oh, great, here. yeah. Nerd Conspiracy Theories by Ben Solis. Oh, that should be a thing. You want to make this a normal thing from now on? Turn off your podcast device now. <laughs> Pause this for five minutes. Yeah, come back in ten minutes. Oh, boy. Um, Josh Whedon's out, man. He uh, wants to move on from the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he's looking for other options. Well, he's done. He pretty much killed himself making Avengers, and then he like killed himself twice doing Avengers too. Like but those are really big, large scale writing projects. And he took a brunt of most of the creative choices on both of those. Yes, so I can he, see how he's burned out. Yes, on that. he did. But plus, what, he's a producer on the TV shows. Some of them. Yeah, but what does a producer really do? He well, sits in a meeting. Yeah, but they come to him with creative notes all the time. He's, yeah. he's like the granddaddy of this universe. But that's so. like, okay, so like the editor-in-chief role, right? You guys yeah. come to the editor-in-chief for advice. They give their advice, and then you move on, and you do the rest of the work. Yeah, but he's been doing EIC for about three or four years now. That's true, but uh, a regular director without much producing and without writing credits, not a bad thing. Okay. I have a theory. Where are we going? That since Josh Whedon specializes in female superheroines, thus uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, making the Black Widow pretty badass. Yeah. I have a feeling that DC is going to pay Josh Whedon large sums of money to take over this Wonder Woman project, and he's going to do it. This movie isn't coming out for a couple Where, of years now. Where's your proof? It's a conspiracy theory. It's no, a, Whedon's never going to jump ship. It's a conspiracy theory. He's not going to jump ship. It could happen, man. He's been a Marvel guy from the beginning. He wrote it Astonishing could. X-Men. He's, he's written a bunch talked of about stuff. how he would love to get his hands on Wonder Woman. I bet they have him like contractually obligated not <laughs> Stay to Stay away. I guarantee it. Even if you don't produce another movie for us. We'll pay you thousands of dollars just to not even look at it. Yeah, they have, like, a non-committal agreement. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, okay. This is a wild conspiracy theory. I mean, it's no less wild than some of the other stuff we've talked about on here before. But, uh, God, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would do it such justice. It would be cool. But, I mean, it's a very different tonal style. I think in the way that Joss Whedon is, like, the daddy of the the Marvel Universe, like, Zack Snyder is, like, the daddy of the DC Universe, and those are, like, completely different. Do you think they would clash too much? Tones and styles. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Joss Whedon can write Zack Snyder and vice versa. Well, a guy can dream, can he? (laughs) I mean, no. No, No, you can't. Your dreams are crushed. What's the quote here? What's, what's the, what's the reason? Given creative differences, Warner Brothers and Michelle, Michelle McLaren have decided not to move forward with plans to develop and direct Wonder Woman together. Mm -hmm. 
DC and kind of Warner Bros. in general has a bad record, first of all, just with, like, making Wonder Woman happen. Like, yeah. they dick that up a bunch of times. Well, it's... And then secondly, DC's had kind of a problem with some of its female creators for the last couple of years. They're very controlling, for one. They're way more controlling than even something like Disney, which is kind of crazy. Um, and you got Yeah, you're right, man. you got to look at Warner Brothers' track record, right? you got they're the directors, the people that they've used before, the scripts that they've used... I'm telling you, man, they don't really pass that Bechdel test very often. No. You know what I mean? I don't think they understand the uh, you know, just the, the, the female diaspora, if you will, you know? I don't understand the mentality. And it sucks because you got a really great property, something that people are just jawing to see, you know what I mean? I think something that would be really culturally relevant right now, Wonder Woman, you know, Extremely. at a time of kind of all of this social issue I mean, discussion look, that we're having, you know? Say, say Hillary Clinton gets it, right? We can talk about this now because presidential politics is in full swing again. Say I go to the moon. Say I go to the moon this time, yeah. Yeah. Say Hillary Clinton goes to the moon and wins on the moon, has her victory party on the moon. I mean, what would be a better time than have a Wonder Woman movie, right? True, yeah. So, kind of crazy, kind of weird. Speaking of DC again, uh, DC has finalized its move to California. They have moved out of New York. Really? Yep. They are now in California. They announced their uh, their finality of their move on Twitter. Uh, it says that the very last uh, bit of creators, I think there was like about like about ten of them still left in that building. Yeah. Big big wigs, big guns, have uh, finally moved over. And uh, they tweeted out that thank you, New York. We appreciate for everything you've done. And uh, Marvel actually tweeted back at them, and it was the most like collegial tweet I've ever seen in my entire life for two really? rivals. It was a a, a gif gif. How do you? It's a. I guess it's technically called a gif. Gif gif. Sure, whatever. Peanut butter. Yeah, that's what maybe. I was thinking. Um, of of Rocket Raccoon, like crying from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You know, just like, <laughs> you know, very sad. Is Marvel's is is their editorial side still based in New York? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just their production company that's based out in LA, right? Yeah. So why? That's kind of weird to me. The the entire studio the entire product of dc would move all the way out there to LA. it's because they want to capitalize on the movies yeah you know that's the new property that's the new wave right i just i, I find at. them very far behind well of course they are i, I don't think they know what the hell they're doing this is a little presumptuous isn't it yeah, yeah. you know what i mean they've released two, i mean you have the nolan thing that doesn't really count you've got one you know i wouldn't say lackluster but you know lukewarm reaction of a film yeah you know what I mean? To Superman, yeah. You got all these other films planned, and you're moving your entire base of operations to where the movies are going to be in-house produced. Kind of scary. Big gamble. Big time gamble. But I, I literally have no faith in Justice League. What's <laughs> like, life without none, gamble? None at all. Yeah. I think it's going to blow up in their face so bad. I hope not. I think it's going to be ridiculous. That would give me tears. But, uh, you know, as we're moving on, we go back to the Marvel side. Because if they do implode, at least we got Marvel Television, and now we have a really big reason to love Marvel Television. Daredevil, guys, you heard it here first, if you didn't hear it already, is freaking sweet. Yeah, it's pretty ballin'. Pretty ballin'. Pretty bitchin'. You gonna drop the mic? Drop no, 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 no. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, God, you touched the, the mic. Wall. Jillian, our producer here, is about to slap Malachi yeah, five I, ways till Sunday. If I move that mic at all, it's all Leave over. the mic alone. Jillian, are we good still? Okay, good. Malachi yeah. hasn't put a rift in the universe. Oh, come on. Wasn't that bad. All right, we're well, good. 
But yeah, Daredevil's rocks, man. Yeah, I'm not all the way through it yet. Neither am I. I uh, I binged the first seven episodes. I watched another last night. I'm up I think, to four. I think there's 14, 13, 13. or 14. Yeah. There are 13 episodes. So I'm taking, I'm taking a slow cruise down through the last couple. We're getting beat by everybody. There are people who have like been watching us like the, the first day. Is it worth it, though? Just to burn yourself out on it? Yeah. I, I feel uh, like, I mean, you got to like get an episode, like take a walk for a minute, like ruminate <laughs> on it, you know? Let's really process what we just saw. It doesn't let you build on, like, the emotional tension if you're like, what's going to happen? Oh, this happens now. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, too, is that I think, like, you know, when I I think about any of these, like, movies that have secession or shows that have secession, you know, the half the suspense is, is like, I need to know what happens next, right? Right. I mean, look at Arrow and Flash for comparison. They've taken so many breaks within this season, like, like, two-week hiatuses, three-week hiatuses. It's silly, and I hate it. But by that third week, I'm just like, give me my freaking show. Yeah, I just want to watch the tube, and um, gives it, me purpose. <laughs> gives me gives me a life, man. But I know a lot of people who have been binge watch this, and they'll sort of like, now now I just wait. Now I gotta wait a whole another year. It's gonna be probably more than a year. Yeah, you know, I just burned out a whole day, and now I gotta wait a whole another year. There's some memes actually sitting around of uh, Matt Murdock sitting on a bench, just like kind of staring off into space. <laughs> and the tagline is, just sitting here waiting for new Daredevil. It's gonna be a while. Yeah. You screwed yourself. So all this build up. So what do you. And then so it's blown immediately. Obviously, we just said it's sweet. Yeah. But why is it so sweet? What about it is so damn cool? Malachi. Well, for me, uh, in the same way that the Winter Soldier was like a really cool, like spy like intrigue mm-hmm. that just like happened to have Captain America something in it. completely different yeah that the genre was offering this is like a very real like crime drama mm-hmm. like i hesitate to compare it to breaking bad because it's not the same like level of quality but it's very much like a serious story in the same way that breaking bad is and it has a lot of the same kind of like story beats and it like keeps you like you know anticipating and like unraveling a, a, a broader plot yeah. you know but it's a show that also just like happens to have daredevil in it and, like, the main bad guy just happens to be the kingpin. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that's really cool that, like, it, it really stands on its own two legs. Sure. And it makes uh, a couple of references to the broader uh, Marvel Universe, which is cool. Yes, but it, it does. doesn't rely on that. No. Um, basically, what we find out in the first couple of, us, of episodes is after the Chitari blew up New York, basically. And they never mention it by name, either. They just call it the incident. Yeah, they say, you know, the battle in New York or, you know, something like... They don't say, yeah, remember when those, like, aliens were attacking? Like, remember that, when the space rift opened up in the sky? Yeah, and that portal, like, came through? Oh, that was good times. This yeah. giant, like, slug dragon and a green monster were, like, punching each other? Why can't we have the moments back? Yeah. Basically, we see the repercussions of, like, the Avengers' as, like, you know, wasteful destruction of the city, you know? Yeah. Uh, because of that, all of these uh, housing developments need to be renovated. People need to get moved out of their homes, and that allows for corruption, city corruption, which, you know, for me and you... A lot of bum contracts. As, like, journalists who go to city commission meetings and, like, you know, talk with public officials is, You know, like I don't really think they cool. had any really open meetings uh, any of that show. Well, we didn't see anybody uh, attend any. But it, there was a quorum. Which leads me into the fact that this is, like, a really cool ensemble show, too. Yeah. And it doesn't just rely on Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's got a great cast. You texted me the other day that, like, they had the best casting choice for Foggy. Oh, Nelson. yeah, Foggy's great. Perfect. Yeah, Everything that I've read about Foggy, every comic book that I've read, that those interactions between Matt and Foggy, oh, God, it's just perfect. It's absolutely spot-on perfect. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Ben Urich is one of my favorite characters on that show right now. 
and uh, he was formerly a Spider-Man character. He worked at the Daily Bugle, but for this, and actually, the Kingpin was you know a Spider-Man villain too. He yeah. just kind of got inherited by Daredevil. Um, but he's you know kind of going off on his own investigation, and he's like kind of this like weary you know, seasoned veteran who's dealing with corruption. He hasn't really made much of an impact despite all of his hard work. And I don't know. I'll, I'll just kind of play on what you want to say because I have a lot to say about it, but I don't want to dominate this conversation. Oh, boy. Um, you know, I've always – I mean, Daredevil's been always one of my favorite Marvel characters. Really? Ever since I was a kid, too. I always liked the, just the idea of the character. I liked the pain behind the character. Yeah. You know, the fact that he can't see. All these different things that were just really cool to me. Um, you know, it always felt like he was more Batman than Batman, you know, in a way, because he's not a billionaire. He doesn't have a whole lot of money. He's not funding his operation. He's basically just a guy in a suit who can hear and, you know, is obviously super strong he's on, got his, a really, on his own accord. He's got, like, constant spider sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And I just, I guess what I like about this show is is that everything that I know about Daredevil is just, like, amplified to like the nth degree you know what I mean um, it's so much more dynamic I like the crime aspect of it I really feel like I'm watching like some kind of Michael Mann movie yeah you know as opposed to just like some like vigilante show um, I like the way that it's shot I like uh, I like the casting I don't know if I'm really sold on the guy as Matt Murdock I, something seems a little off but I was having a conversation with somebody today is that you know Ben Affleck played Murdock very stoic you know, like he was like almost like pained by his experience, but uh, you know Ben Affleck never understood that character, and you could tell this guy's kind of more true to what you know the Matt Murdock thing is. You know, he is blind, but hey, he gets he gets, he gets laid all the time. <laughs> you know, he's a good-looking dude. He enjoys life. Um, I know. think he's kind of. I mean, he's got so much Catholic guilt built up. He does definitely, but but he's snarky about it though. You he, know, what I, I, mean? I think he's got a bit of that kind of like smiling through like this deep seated pain. Surely, and you see, and the, the cool thing is, is that you see that come out not just in his daily dealings, like when he goes to the gym, right? When he pays that guy off to go to the gym and he trains there, like yeah. stuff like that burns out of him. Even in that first episode where he was talking to the priest in the very beginning when he was talking about, like, my dad's got the devil in him. Yeah, he'd, he'd get a guy in a corner his eyes would go out and he'd let the devil yeah. out. And then later in that episode, he, he gets a guy on the ground and he's, he's just letting the devil on him, dude. Oh, that was cool. You know, the yeah. fight scenes are fantastic. Yeah, very well choreographed. God. It's not that thing, too, where it's like there's a lot of cool action going on, but you can't see it because the camera's all over the place. Yeah. Like, this camera is shot very well. Yeah. It's extremely fixed. And that's the cool thing. Is like, I love a lot of kung fu movies. I like a lot of, like, I mean, and that's one of my biggest gripes about all the Nolan movies was that there was no you couldn't believe that Batman was really doing any of this stuff. It was all real cutaway scenes and like shot reverse shot and right. you never really saw it. And this is just like full blown in your face. Even even something like Arrow, which I adore, right? What I thought what I thought had brilliant fight scenes for what it was is is like pales in comparison to this kind of stuff. And that first that first episode where he was beating down the traffickers. Yeah. Like I was amazed that they were doing that much even in like the first like 10 15 minutes of this episode. It's you know? really cool too because like his fighting style because he's like everything that he kind of sees, everything he senses is kind of based on like him reacting to the environment. Yeah. He's not like aggressive. He's like more reactive. Yeah. So like you see him he like waits and he like dodges and he's like moving around really yeah. quickly and what's cool is it really shows like how long it would take to like beat a guy until he's unconscious sure, you know sure. like these fights are brutal yeah there's a lot of i mean it's it's like a a harder pg-13 like it's not quite r but like you see some broken bones and some headshots a lot and of stuff. blood a lot of blood yeah 
Um, he's not wearing any protective clothing, so it's, he gets, like, beat up, and he gets, like, realistically yeah. beat up. If he gets thrown out of a window, that's something that, like, the plot deals with. Like, he's fighting hurt. And oh, yeah, absolutely. There's, he's losing teeth, man. He's got he's got stabbed a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, he's got to go to the night nurse. He's got to go to the night nurse. Night <laughs> nurse is the night greatest nurse. character <laughs> of all time. Hashtag... Long live Night Nurse. Long That's live uh, Night Nurse. Rosario Dawson, man. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because Night Nurse is, like, a legit character in the Marvel Universe. That's she's, like, a, a nurse that, like, helps superheroes, and yeah. she's got, like, a cape and everything. Yeah, so when you saw that, what did you, what, I mean, how, how giddy did you get when they actually, like, introduced that? In it's show? funny, because Night Nurse had, like, a small run, like, ah, man, I don't even know when it was, but it was back when we were still kind of sexist. So I took a couple <laughs> of screenshots. When we were still sexist. Oh, yeah. Of some, I don't think society's changed that much there, Malachi. Not really. But here's kind of, like, the progression of Night Nurse. So here's, and uh, we'll see if we can get these online, too. Yeah, that's pretty sexist. But the first one is... Uh, it's like Mild candy striper. He's hurt bad. I've got to help him, but if I do, I'll lose the man I love forever. And the man, of course, is saying, Linda, stop. You don't know what you're doing because you're a woman. And it's just, like, terrible. You know, That's Night awful. Nurse. But in Civil War, she's here, and here Night Nurse is, like, a bad motherfucker. You yeah, know? but she's also very scantily clad and uh, drawn extremely sexy. Very, very over Yeah, Well, yeah, we didn't really get past it that yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Night Nurse is hilarious. That's great. Yeah, it was really. It's really. It's, I mean, and you know what? There are a lot of these kind of like little uh, references and like throwaways to like larger things in in the universe too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how far. How many episodes are you in? Just four, man. Okay. Well, he fights the hand at a certain point. There's a really cool ninja fight. Cool. And uh, and stick the the trainer who like teaches him how to be like a blind kung fu master shows up and there's a lot of really cool references to like the larger fantastic the like uh, Luke Cage and oh Iron yeah and Fist. the Luke Cage thing is coming for sure because yeah. they're gonna give Luke Cage his own show which is awesome because I love Luke Cage too I mean yeah. the, the street level vigilante stuff on all the Marvel universe is so much more intriguing and you know what it makes sense too because you could never see like Thor fighting these guys these like low level street oh, criminals and plus he would do too much damage man yeah you know it's it really shows how like this Daredevil, like, serves a niche in the community in, in New yeah. York City, and he can still exist. Yeah. And it's really cool, too, because he's not... he does It doesn't give the impression that he's inspired by the Avengers in the least bit. Yeah, not you at know, all. Clearly, the superhero team exists somewhere in the universe. They don't really mention it too much. There's Yeah, there's a couple of throwaway jokes that they reference Tony Stark, like, once, and they reference yeah. Captain America, like, once, but it's nothing like... You know, yeah. major. They don't show any pictures of them or anything like no, that like either. Carry on or anything like that. Right. And the, th- the interesting thing too is that, so I watched I watched the Flash tonight, right? And as I'm watching the Flash, it's like Barry Allen fights bees in this episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I couldn't help but think, like I even posted it on my Facebook. I was like, wow. Tonight's episode, Barry Allen fights bees. It's funny how you know something like Daredevil can make like what you thought was a brilliantly written. And not hokey, you know, superhero show. Yeah, look ridiculous <laughs> in, a, in a matter of like twenty four hours. I'm almost kind of disappointed because now I don't think I'm gonna be able to watch Flash or Arrow. See, here's the thing, and I used to, here's my here's my tra- like transition mm-hmm. from like being like staunch militant geek to being like I like everything. Like I can, I, I there's a place in my heart for that hokey superheroism. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, it's got to happen. And it's the Flash. How are you going to make the Flash dark? And even if, like, they get really schmaltzy with Arrow, I still love Arrow for what it is, both of them. But, my God, man, this show is like, definitely taken the heat from me of, like, superheroes on And TV. you're just getting into it. Have you seen the Kingpin yet? Have you seen No, Wilson they haven't Fist? shown him yet. He's, man. Well, I've seen pictures of him. I've seen him talking. He looks 
brutal, man. He's terrifying. He looks dastardly. He is very unsettling to see on screen. Yeah. He is like a large, like, violent gorilla trapped in a man's body. Like, the way that he's portrayed is just like, you're just like, what is going on with this dude? Like, what are they doing? And you know what? He seems a lot less, like, um, like together than you would have expected, you know? Yeah. When you see his assistant walking around, who's great, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. Just evil, the epitome evil of, like, man. evil businessman accountant guy, you know? Totally. Um, you know, you think the guy's, like, the white suit ascot cigar chomping guy that you see in the comic books. Right, yeah. Kind of like the corporate, you know, evil businessman. I'm going to get more money. Uh, but he's a lot more, like, like brutal, yeah. You know, and he's true he's, crime boss, man. He true, believes true he believes he's trying to save the city the same way that Daredevil is, Just but on the opposite end of the spectrum. But the way that he has to do it is basically take over the crime to destroy it. Yeah. Is kind of like what it's looking like. It's, it's like being. a weird Red Hood kind of a kind yeah. Of scenario. And I think it's cool that they've introduced all these other crime families that he's like working with. You know, yeah. there's like well, the, the Russians, the Japanese, the, the Russians, yeah, yeah, the Chinese and the Japanese. Russians are freaky, man. Yeah. God. My favorite is the accountant, though. The like kind of Jewy guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, are we are we done here? What's this guy looking at me for? What's he frowning about? Oh, another complication. Add that on the list of disappointments. See, I thought he was the guy who got killed in the first episode. The 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 whatever they said, it, McClintock. I thought yeah. it was him, and then he was still around. I was like, ah, oh, this yeah. guy sucks. I was I was his last name. The 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 Japanese or the Chinese? What, what? Well, there's two. There's Madame Lau, and she's like the Chinese, and then there's Madame Lau is. Evil man, <laughs> when they showed her like in the, her whole like cocaine operation, cocaine heroin operation, like yeah. whatever, whatever the hell it was. I'm sorry, I don't know my powdered drugs. I should, <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, come on. Ugh. And uh, yeah, all all of her workers are blind, man. It's like she purposely blinded these these dudes and just to. So this show is pretty dark too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I you know what, I I don't think I expected it to be quite like this. I knew it was going to be good, but just seeing it, I was just like, wow. Netflix is on a freaking roll, man. Yeah, and I didn't know that Marvel was going to be able to pull off a darker tone like this. And I hesitate to use the word dark because you, you think dark and you think, like, gritty and, like, unnecessarily dark. No. But just, I guess more, like, real, you know? And, like, it's very thematic, too. And it's very psychological, too, you know what I mean? It's it's different. It's much, 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 much more different. And I hated Daredevil. I thought he was a really dumb See, character. I, that's, what, that's the thing. Is I always expected him to be presented really well. And actually, even though there's a lot of criticism, I really still like that Ben Affleck movie. I don't think it's that bad of a movie. I think it's a bad movie. I loved Colin Farrell's Bullseye. He was having a blast <laughs> the whole time. He it's was having like, so much fun. It's just all the new metal music, man. There's like yeah. ev- like Evan like rip off Evanescence. No, it was Evanescence. And see, I don't even yeah, that's how bad it is. It's like it sounds like it's not Evanescence, but it is. Do you remember the Electro movie that they made? Yeah, it was awful too. That? Yeah, with oh man. We yeah. should rewatch some of those. Yeah. We should rewatch every Marvel movie, like just assuming that there's a part of the universe, whether they are oh. or not. You know what we should do? Hmm. Just ahead of uh Avengers. We should we should watch in succession every Marvel movie and then do short one minute reviews. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Next episode on Raving Geeks. Because you've done that before, but it was before a lot of this Phase Two stuff came out, right? When when Avengers One came out, I watched all of Phase One in a row. And actually, there's a couple different like websites that kind of put them in the right chronological order. Yeah. So I watch them in the right chronological order as opposed to the order they came out. There's also somebody did a cut. They did an edit of all of them, like literally <sighs> in chronicle, oh my chronological. God. So like some of the flashback oh, scenes. Yeah. From, like, the beginning of Thor, the Dark World, like, started out. Yeah. And it's, like, it goes through 
some of the stuff from like Agents of Shield, and it's like literally like because that's based on a timeline that Screen Rant put together. It was yeah. a graphic. Yeah, so someone so, actually cut that. So up, it's huh? it's when it gets to like Dude. getting closer to Avengers, it's like all of the movies kind of happening at the same time, or like pretty close to each other. You know, like while Tony Stark is like fighting Whiplash, like out in the desert, Thor is like picking up the hammer or something God. like that. See, I love stuff like that. Have you yeah. ever watched the supercut of Kill Bill? put together no but you said it was a lot better oh my god yeah for you guys out there if you guys can find this thing there is a super cut of kill bill that combines the two movies together and it cuts out that goofy god-awful beginning of kill bill 2 yeah. where she's like i'm gonna kill bill she's driving in the car yeah whatever you can keep that but it's really cool because i mean there's all the title cards and yeah. they all just kind of just like seg right into each other it's pretty cool oh it's so much better the only thing I'm worried about, the one that I just described, is that tonally I think it might be a little bit off. Might be. Because, like, you have rising action in one movie, and then, like, you just cut to, like, I don't know, something else. It seems kind of weird. Uh, if we could just watch, like, the full movies in order, I think we should do yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you just want to approach it cinematically, yeah, I bet it would suck. But I think just even just for the nerd-out purpose of just seeing this thing unfold. And I guess, yeah, we would see it differently. Yeah. That would be interesting. Wow. We got some work ahead of us. Apparently so. Oh, boy. See what you guys do to us. You give us a reason to skip class and blow off everything just to geek out with you. Well, uh, Malachi, are we going to run into our uh, recommendations here? Or? Um, I would recommend Starship Troopers. Oh, fine movie. A and also awful movie at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It's really, really cheesy. Paul Verhoeven movie. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to let you guys kind of jump into this. It's a war between, uh, like, a futuristic human race and, like, big, Bugs. big, like, colony ant type bugs it's Insects. got neil patrick harris is like a scientist uh psychic officer not a stretch yeah not a stretch at all it's a little grisly oh yeah. michael ironside's in it is mm-hmm. like a hard-nosed michael ironside type character <laughs> Bas- michael basically ironside. playing himself with like a robot arm yeah so yeah also not a stretch no i really think he's half robotic. he probably is yeah 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 ironside iron fist he's, he has like an, a side made out of iron coincidence no not no <laughs> My um my my recommendation is okay. So I'm also going to start uh, something called Ben Solis is an ignorant bastard. We're going to do this pretty regularly. Okay. Yep. It's where I take back things that I've done and said egregious things against things that I've said I've hated. Excellent. I like this yep, segment. Yep. Yep. Malachi's going to love this. Cool. So upon our last discussion, I listened to our podcast again, and uh, I realized that if I'm going to go and see Turtles Two with uh, Stephen Amell, I, I better watch the movie and. Uh, and watch it and really get into it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I didn't think it was that bad. Really? I actually kind of liked it. What? I actually, I mean, it was stupid. Actually, uh, some of the jokes were pretty funny. Yeah. It was, okay, let me let me di- let me me pull back a little bit here. Yeah. And this is going to, you guys can crucify me if you want, okay? I thought, and this is awful, if it was awful for me to say because I hate Megan Fox. <laughs> okay. I thought Megan Fox was a better April O'Neil in this movie than even the April O'Neils in the past movies. That's for one reason and one reason only. Okay. Because, because I always got the sense that as hard nosed as that original April O'Neil was, which is yelling at the cops, she's giving the cops crap, blah 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 blah. She doesn't yeah. back down. Everything she did on air and broadcast was just really lame, and you couldn't believe it as a journalist. All right. Okay. Coming from a journalist standpoint of knowing uh, the job. She did track people down to the docks and stuff. She actually did some like real like you know reporter work. Yeah. Which I was surprised that they actually put her in there. I mean, she was a terrible actress in the movie. It was so stupid. Like, the parts where she was talking to uh, Sax, uh, whatever the guy's name is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, my father, blah, 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 blah. He worked with you. It's so sad. Like, you couldn't believe any of that. Whatever. From yeah. an acting standpoint. But I think from the journalist aspect, it was it was kind of interesting. Um, 
But yeah, I thought the turtle interactions were actually pretty good. Those are pretty funny. Yeah, I will admit. You know, it was there was no backstory. I mean, they clearly and they killed the whole canon. I mean, the whole story is ridiculous. But as it stands alone for what it is, I didn't sit there through the whole movie like ugh, like I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it, maybe it's like like almost like the psychedelic experience of like, you know, being in such pain or such you know distraught right. feeling that when you come out of it and you're not feeling like that anymore, you're like, oh, this is wonderful. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like it's like that. It's like for an hour you were, like, held in, like, a internment camp and a guy was, like, you know, sharpening a knife. And then he just, like, used the knife to cut your ropes and like, let you go. And you're like, hallelujah. Oh, this was pretty great, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, actually not this that wasn't bad. that bad. Yeah, it did not suck as bad as I – I guess I like it because it did not suck as bad as I thought it was going to suck. Yeah. But the CGI was ridiculous. I hate what they do with the CGI in some of these movies, especially with the Michael Bay stuff. Like, I can't watch Transformers because I can't tell what I'm looking at. Yeah. That's my biggest gripe. They, I don't, It looks like an aggregation of, like, a bunch of pixels to me. I can't really tell it's a Transformer. It's like somebody threw a bunch of screws in a blender. Yeah, and it's like there's, like, no cohesive – thing it's all just like loose parts man yeah. and like that's what these turtles kind of look like and it was just kind of weird the hashi thing was kind of cool where he makes them all stand on the the balance beams yeah and then he michelangelo breaks yeah it was kind of funny but the splinter thing was a little ridiculous though too so i i, I take it back it's not that bad of a movie it's pretty bad but it's not that bad and uh i don't know every other couple weeks i'll, I'll take something back i'll be humble yeah just wait Humility. He'll put his foot in his mouth pretty soon. I do it all the time. But luckily, I'm a good sport. Hey. Do you have a wreck too, or are we going to close it out? That's that's it. That's my wreck. If right. you haven't seen that movie and you think it sucks, go see it. All right, send us home, Solis. Well, guys, we are the Raving Geeks. Thank you very much for listening in. You can always email us at news at cm-life.com as Malachi makes uh, shotgun motions and he throws the ball. He's a bomb. Some grenade. Yeah, sure. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter at at Polar Barrett, and uh, mine is at Ben Solis One. That's uh, kind of narcissistic, don't you think? Yeah, why use your own name? I think I need a new handle. We'll come up with a new handle. You need handle. to get a handle on your life. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> My life has become unmanageable and geeky. But uh, you can always find us, same bat time, same bat channel. Adios.